Hey everybody, this is Kenny Rodriguez with Walker Valley Community Church and um, just thankful to be here uh, today with you with the word of the Lord. And um, Before we go any further, sure we'd like to open up in prayer. And uh, If you've got needs and you're out there, uh, we're always happy to be praying with you about those needs. And uh, I know there's a lot of a lot of circumstances, a lot of situations, but I believe God's our great help in the answer, uh, not only for this life, uh, but especially the life to come. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Jesus, we love you today. We thank you so much for who you are and for what you're doing. God, for how that you're moving, Lord, in our midst, in our generation. God, I know that you've been a God of the past, God. I know that you're going to be a God of the future. But Lord, it's very comforting to me to know that you're a God of the right now, a God of the present, excited about the way you're talking to us. I know that this world is seeing its fair share of chaos, but God, there's answers in you. Lord, there's answers in you, Lord. You are the God of all wisdom, God of all understanding, the God of all knowledge. You give us reasoning, uh, faculties. You give us logic. You give us understanding. You give us hearts, Lord, to desire these things. God, you give us minds, the intellect, to pursue after them. Lord, we thank you for the, for the understanding of your spirit, Lord, that opens all things to us. God, I'm asking you to open up this word to us today. Lord, let it encourage and strengthen somebody. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I hope that you have your Bibles. I'd like to talk to you for just a moment about this woman. She was bowed over uh, for 18 years, but uh, we're fixing to find out a little bit about her case. And, um, you know, uh, God is going to straighten up his church. He's going to straighten up some circumstances. He's going to straighten up some situations. And um, I say straighten up and, you know, it sounds a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit hard, but I don't feel like it's hard. Uh, not when you see it in the context and uh, the way that God gave it to me. So I'm going to turn right here to uh, Luke chapter 13. And if you can, you can follow along with us. Uh, Luke chapter 13, and we'll start in verse 10. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself and when Jesus saw her, he called to her. I'm sorry. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Um, you know, we look right here at the Word of God, and just within the context of these scriptures, it's a woman. She's been bowed over. She's been suffering physically. Uh, it was the impression uh, of, of an infirmity, uh, a, a, an infirm spirit. She'd been there for 18 years. And the facts of the case are is that she'd been there for 18 years. It was out of her hands. She could do nothing to help herself. She could not lift herself up. But when Jesus saw her in the condition that she was in, when Jesus saw her in the condition that she was in, uh, and that's in verse 12. He called her to him and he told her that you're loosed. He touched her and she straightened up. And this thing just gets more and more beautiful by the moment, the more that I think about it. And just in the context, we're talking about a woman in first century uh, Israel uh, of the Jewish nation. We, we can imagine here and and she receives a healing. And that's what the context of the scriptures is teaching. And I wouldn't want to stretch beyond what the scripture is saying, but I would like to share something with you that the Lord had touched my heart with in the middle of ministering the other day. 
And uh, right in the middle of it, God began to talk about how He was going to help uh, people, specifically His people and all those um, that, are, that, are, that, that are in desperate need and want help and are looking for help, those of the, of the people of God. And I believe also uh, part of this generation that's crying out for some help and from some deliverance from, uh, from, from, their, from the world that they're living in. And as I was talking along these things about how God was going to, you know, move and, and, and is moving, the Lord touched my heart and pointed me back to this woman. And I honestly hadn't thought about it or read about it in quite some time. But when he pointed me back, the Spirit of God began to really deal with me and how it was so relatable and specifically even the church because Jesus loves his bride. He loves his bride. And probably look at one more passage of scripture before we're done today. But he loves his bride and he's committed to his bride. And if you're a part of that today, you can know that you've got a husband uh, that, 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 that you're betrothed to, that you're married to, that he isn't going to forsake you. And he's not going to leave you without. He's not going to leave you wondering. He's not going to leave you uh, infirm. If I could use a, a, a word right out of these scriptures here, he's not going to leave you oppressed with, with the place that you're at right now. And as I've looked around and I've seen and I, you know, traveled, I've seen a lot of people the, within the body of Christ, maybe even the body of Christ, uh, as a whole has had uh, for lack of a better term, I'm going to use it the way the Lord dealt with me about it, have had this spirit of infirmity that has pressed pressed uh, God's people down and has bowed them over. And if you can see this woman in the condition that she was in all the time, all the days of her life, walking around and, you know, her, her relationships were interrupted. Her, her uh, security, her, um, uh, you know, uh, she was so no doubt self-conscious as, as you can imagine that one would be, uh, bearing this kind of a burden. And she was, you know, just looking at the dirt. And I, I like what one person said one time, boy, you look at the dirt long enough, you'll go to feeling like the dirt couldn't lift up her, look, lift up her, no matter how bad she wanted to, she couldn't lift up her head. No matter how desperately she wanted things to change, it was outside of her power. And I begin to have the Lord deal with me about so many of his people that have been in some situations, maybe prayer hadn't been what it should have been. Fasting hadn't been what it, what it could have been. Reading hasn't been what it has been. Maybe their fellowship with other believers or, or maybe your church where you've been at or, or, or maybe you ain't even going to church. You've lost faith, but part of it has been what, what has been loosed in the, in the hour that we're living in. What has pressed people in such a way, uh, and, and I've seen so much anxiety, so much fear, so much confusion, so much doubt, uh, so much anger, and so much resentment, and so much bitterness, so many hurts from past and and present that's going on that people are having a hard time getting past, and it's 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 such a burden, so many grudges, and so much unforgiveness, and so much going on in families. There's been problems in families. Problems with the husbands and wives, problems with our children, problems here and there, financial problems and, and, and relational problems and emotional problems. So much has been pressing, pressing, pressing over on so many, on so many people. But as I begin to see what God was showing me that, 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 that we've, we have been and the church has been, and this isn't just a, you know, this isn't a blanket statement. Maybe everybody listening today is not experiencing everything that I'm talking about, but a great many of God's people are still dealing and contending with a great, great many things. 
Some things can't hardly even be talked about. Some things are so personal and private, kind of like that woman with the issue of blood. Uh, you know, don't, it's not something you could just bring up in the crowd, but they're holding them close and, and they're, and, and they're hard to deal with and hard to contend with. But, but I see, I see the Lord, what he's saying and what he's relating to me that I am going to touch my bride. I'm going to touch my people. I am going to touch those that are crying out to me. Those that can't lift themselves up. Those that can't get themselves up off the ground. Those that can't pick their heads up. Those that seem like they everything that they've done, they're just barely hanging on. They're just barely getting by. I, I, I would ask you to turn with me if you would, uh, as, as we're just getting on into this Ephesians um, Chapter 5. I love the book of Ephesians. It's so precious. Let's turn into Ephesians chapter 5. And he, he begins to talk about husbands and wives. But in the midst of talking about a husbands and wives, he, he brings about a truth that you and I, we need to grab a hold of and, and, and understand what's being said here. And we may come back to that woman. But in Ephesians chapter 5, I just want to pick up in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands loves your wives. That's a good thing. And he's definitely emphasizing that. But listen at the truth that he's about to bring out. And let's, let's let it stand with, with that passage of scripture, uh, you know, over in Luke. Even as Christ also loved the church. I would like to say this at this point that many times in, in, in scripture, many times, not necessarily all the time. And I don't even want to say so in Luke, but many times the church is represented as a woman. Probably a lot of you all know that already. But some may not, but the church is oftentimes represented as, as a woman. Now, over in Luke, the context in the passage of Scripture is about a woman who received her healing in that day and hour, that day and time. Something about the miracles of Christ, something about what God. But the way God began to deal with me was like what he did for that woman. Like what he did for the woman. I'm not telling you that Luke writing uh, that had anything in mind with about, I'm not saying that he had this in mind. I'm telling you when God began to deal with me and point at that woman, like, like what he did with that woman, how that woman was in such a place and he touched her and she raised up. He's going to do that with his people. He's going to do that with those that are crying out for help. But, uh, look, look right here. He, Christ loved the church, that woman, the woman. Uh, his bride and gave himself for it. So, for what reason? That he might that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then he goes on talking about husbands and wives. But let me hit again what he's saying here, that Christ is going to present to himself a glorious church that doesn't have spot, that doesn't have wrinkle or any such thing, that's going to be without blemish, that's going to be washed by the word. He's going to sanctify it. He's going to cleanse it. And he's going to present it to himself that this bride of Christ, this woman, Oh God, it's so beautiful when you think about that you have not been abandoned. The 
church of the living God, has surely not been abandoned, but we have a husband that loves us and is looking and sees us under the oppression and under the warfare and under the attack of the enemy. But he knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly where the kingdom of God is. He knows exactly where the body is. And I don't want to present to you that the church has been weak or that the church is um, is, is some minute, insignificant thing. I just mean to present to you that a church that has went through some forming, she's went through some, some trying times, and she's been bowed over. But the promise... The promise is, is when it's all said and done with, He's presenting to His Himself, she's not going to have a blemish. She, listen, I don't know about you, but I haven't felt blemish free. I haven't looked and felt. And listen, I understand that we're made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. I understand that. I understand that. But I haven't always felt like a, like a glorious part of the body of Christ or I never even felt like maybe everything that I have seen in the kingdom of God has been glorious or blemish free or without spot or without wrinkle. I see, I see when I look around, I see a lot of um, maybe inconsistencies and I see uh, uh, several things that are maybe not, not a hundred percent Perfect. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about observation and I sure wouldn't want to argue or fall out with anybody about it. When I look around, I see room for us to be polished, for us to, for us to look brighter and shine brighter. I look into some of the promises where it talks about she's going to shine brighter and brighter and how this is so much about a walk of progression. It's not a, you know, just an instantaneous, but we're becoming, we're becoming. One passage of scripture says this, now are we the sons of God, but it doth not yet appear what we're going to be. But we've got this confidence that when he shall appear, we're going to be like him. So we're in this process, even though we don't see all things put under our feet, we see Jesus. We see Jesus and everything's under his feet. So we see the path and the direction that we're headed toward. And I look around at a, at a church that I think she's beautiful. She may not be blemish free. She may not be perfect, but she's, but she's a beautiful church because I love her. Amen. I love the church of the living God. I'm a part of it. I love that God's given himself, that Christ gave himself for, but for this, for what? That he might sanctify it, that he might cleanse it and present it to himself. We're not going to stay the way that we are right now. You're not going to stay where you're at right now. The church is not going to stay in the condition and the shape that she's in right now, but God has got it in his mind to bring us from one place to another, to another, to bring us from glory to glory to glory and, it, and I like to think about it this this way boy there's mountaintops and we might think of those times as glorious times but what what's part of creating a mountaintop is that valley in between and I can see us going from glory dip into glory, dip and into glory. God is working on a people. And she's a bride. She's a beautiful bride. And no doubt she hadn't felt much like a daughter. She probably hadn't felt much like a bride. Some of you hadn't felt much like it, hadn't thought much about it, or, or, or thought of yourself that way. But I see in the context of the Scriptures, and the Lord has really laid it on my heart to pay close attention to what's being said. Jesus saw her in the condition that she was in. He called to her and he called him to her to he called her to himself. And that's what I feel from the presence of God right now. Hallelujah. I feel God 
calling a people to Himself. I feel the Lord Jesus looking at you and looking at me and looking at us in our place and saying, I see you. I see you where you're at. I see you in the condition that you're in. I see you in the, in the, in the, in the place that you're in. And you might not even be able to lift up your head, but you look around and, and listen if Jesus isn't calling you to Him. Maybe this, maybe this broadcast right here, right now, Maybe this is God's way of reaching out and saying, I see you in your bowed over state. I see you in your oppressed state. I see you with that spirit of infirmity. And I see that you can't do anything to get yourself out of it. But Jesus says, come to me. Come to me like he did in the beginning when we were so heavy laden with sin. He said, come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. And he said, let's make an exchange. My yoke for your yoke, my burden for your burden. Let's do like he called to us then. He's calling to us now saying, come, come, come. And if you look at the end of Revelation, I love that passage of scripture. Let me find that real quick and read that to you. It's just it's just a beautiful passage. It's at the end of Revelation 22. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whomsoever it will, let him take of the water of life freely. Can't you hear the Lord telling you, Come. Come closer. And can't you hear Him speaking and saying, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. That that has been oppressing you and that that has been binding you, that that has been casting you down, I'm loosing you from it and I'm touching you and all that you've been contending with and and wrestling with, I'm touching you in such a way that you're going to stand back up straight again. Amen. And I can see God doing it. He's going to cause His church to stand back up straight again. He's going to cause you to stand back up straight again. He's going to cause your your church, you you know, if you hear and respond, amen, and not lose faith, but Heed to the call. Let God draw you near. Let the Lord Jesus, let Him draw you near to Himself. He wants to touch you, straighten you up, lift you up, raise you up. Amen. Resurrect you from the place that you've been in. Minister to you in a way that you haven't been ministered to you and that you so desperately have a need. I'm telling you, there's a work of the Spirit of God going on right now in the lives of many of God's people. They're being drawn back to prayer. They're being drawn back to the altar. They're being drawn back to the Word of God, to truth. I know there's a lot going on in the world that is so anti-truth and is trying to tear down uh, that which the Word of God clearly um, has laid as a foundation for our life on which we can build and be confident. But it's trying to tear down. But I hear the Lord. He's calling the people back toward that foundation of truth and uh, the foundation of His Word. Amen. He's pouring out His Spirit. He's wanting to lift her up. And I'm telling you, the end of this thing... We've got a promise. We've got a promise. God is going to present to Himself a glorious church. Jesus is going to present to Himself a glorious church. She's not going to have all these blemishes. She's not going to have all these wrinkles and spots. And she's going to be cleansed, washed, and sanctified. You're a part of it. I'm a part of it. And if you're not a part of it, you can be a part of it. God's calling to you. God's calling to you and saying, wherever you are right now, and I've spent a great deal of this uh, this this uh, broadcast, this session here, talking about the church. But I want you to know something. If you're apart from God, a sinner, 
you have no relationship and you've not put faith and trust you are bowled over with with the worst with the worst pressure and oppression that that you can imagine and that's the oppression of sin and the end of sin is going to cause you to wake up one of these days eternally be resurrected to damnation. But that wasn't God's plan for your life. God had another plan for you that you could hear the gospel of Jesus Christ about faith in Jesus Christ, about the redemption that comes through the blood, the reconciling of our lives to God through Jesus Christ. And if you can come to faith in Jesus Christ, trust in Him, repent of your sins, and believe, then He'll lift that oppression out of your life and stand you up straight today and put you at the beginning of a beautiful precious walk and then you can join in with the saints of God knowing that God is going to present you blameless in that day in Christ and that God amen is going to cause you to be a part of a glorious church amen it's a wonderful thing to be a part of this is a beautiful family of God I invite you to be a part of it if you're not and if you are a part of the family of God I'm glad to call you a brother and glad to call you a sister my prayer is that you continue uh, walking and that you contend for the faith that you stand steadfast and you not be removed from the hope uh, that is in the gospel and that you declare truth when and wherever God gives you the great opportunity to do it Amen. That you lead your home uh, with godliness and with sobriety. Amen. Looking, uh, looking unto Jesus. Amen. He's certainly the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. And uh, we've got a great promise ahead of us, but we love you today. And uh, we're going to be uh, putting some more things out. And I hope that you're able to tune in. This is the beginning of our of our uh, uh, outreach into 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 YouTube and 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 seeing where we can go uh, in, on this platform. And I hope and pray that you'll uh, uh, do what you can to help us. Um, we have a number of ministries that we work uh, out of the church here at Walker Valley. Uh, ministries in, in you know missions work. We work with the young people. Uh, we do a lot of outreach within our community when, when and where we can. We do uh, evangelism uh, by way of tent, tent meetings as well as we, we go out. And, uh, you know, just other things. But we're glad to be a part of that. And, just helping wherever we can, but, and we'll be telling you some more about these things, but glad to be about you, uh, with you today on this broadcast. And God bless you is my prayer. Jesus, I'm asking you to seal this word in the heart of your people. God, and if there's anyone listening today that doesn't know you, God, I'm asking you to soften their heart, Lord. God, help them, Lord, and lead them to repentance. Grant them repentance, Lord. God, I'm asking you to help them, Lord, humble themselves in your presence and let you lift them up, oh God. Grant them salvation and deliverance from where they've been walking, Lord. God, and give them a brand new life. Let all things become new. Let all things pass away and let all things become new in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you. God bless you is our prayer and uh, excited about uh, what's in store.